most people could cook faster, waste less money, less time, and be less stressed if they handled their grocery haul differently. How should you store groceries to reduce waste and make cooking faster? Well, you can try these four strategies and let me know how it goes. Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen podcast. This is your host, Brigitte Jem. I'm the grand priestess of Sunday batch cooking and the author of the book Flow in the Kitchen, Practices for Healthy, Stress-Free Vegan Cooking. Here is my first strategy to reduce food waste and cook faster. Number one, clear your fridge before you shop. Don't bring in fresh food without first reviewing your inventory. Make sure that you have a plan to eat or repurpose any leftovers you may have. If they have lost their appeal, it's probably better to just toss them now than wait a couple of weeks and toss them. Check what produce you have and plan meals that will make the most of those vegetables and fruit. Chances are there is soup in your future. Discard anything that is beyond salvaging or straight up rotten. Are you running low on your core vegetables that form the base of most healthy vegan dishes? You can add them to your list. I encourage you to go to my website, veganfamilykitchen.com, and check out my list of 10 vegetables that I never, ever fail to put on my grocery list. While you're there, why don't you wipe the bottom of the produce drawers clean? It will just make you feel so accomplished. Pro tip, line the bottom of your produce drawer with a cloth. Tea towels and face cloths also work great. Replace the cloth every week or maybe two weeks. It will catch excess moisture and make messes much easier to clean. The second strategy is to scan your pantry. Organizing yourself to save time and money starts long before you hit the store. Don't leave your home without checking what dry goods you already have. Are there any core ingredients that you forgot to add to your shopping list like pasta, brown rice, quinoa, beans, or anything else that you use every week? Add those items to your shopping list. By the way, on my website, veganfamilykitchen.com, I have a list of 75 pantry staples that form the base of all my healthy vegan meals. And there's also in there somewhere a grocery list template that you can download. Climb on a stool to inspect the back of your top shelves. Chances are there's some ingredients on your shopping list that are hiding back there or simple substitutions that would make use of what you already have. Remove any spilled, spoiled or otherwise unwanted items. If you have an open box of crackers that you have not finished in over one year, the odds are low that you will ever want to eat them. Compost the food, recycle the packaging, Forgive yourself for a little bit of waste and learn more about how to prevent a pantry moth infestation. Trust me, you do not want that to happen to you. I speak from experience. There's another article on the topic on my blog. Why not wipe the shelves clean while you're there? It just feels so much better. Aside from saving you money and increasing your control over your food inventory, Doing a pre-shopping inventory will teach you lessons about your grocery shopping and cooking habits. Now, let's store groceries properly. That's the third strategy. You need to, first of all, of course, store produce right, because it is the most precious and the most delicate part of your kitchen inventory. 
The fresh vegetables and fruit are the most precious foods in your kitchen. They deserve to be handled with love and care. If you treat them right and if you plan astutely, you can get away with shopping for produce only once per week. Do not, I repeat, do not clean your vegetables before storing them. Contact with water will make them degrade faster. It's a good idea though, of course, to clean the produce before cooking and eating them with just water and a rough brush. Here's a zero waste tip. If you discover any bruised produce items in your grocery haul, make a plan to eat them today or, you know, tomorrow at the latest. Those items are going to degrade faster than the rest. What about the produce that goes in the fridge? Well, there's root vegetables like onions, potatoes, carrots, beets, etc. that can be separated or should be separated from thin-skinned and leafy vegetables like bell peppers, eggplant, zucchini, all sorts of cruciferous vegetables and anything green. If you have two separate crisper drawers, well, that's the best way to keep them apart. What about greens? Ready-to-eat greens in boxes or bags can be kept outside of the, the crisper drawer. Non-packaged greens have to be kept in the drawer or some other form of container or plastic bag to reduce airflow because that would cause them to wilt too fast. Mushrooms just keep better in a paper bag. They can be in or out of the crisper, in my experience, it doesn't matter very much. What about berries, cherries and grapes? If you have them in a plastic clamshell, just keep them in there. Those that are bought in bulk or in cardboard packaging should be transferred to a clear container with limited airflow, lined with a tea towel or paper towel, or just reuse an existing clamshell that you have. What about fresh herbs? Well, this is an unpopular opinion, but I really do not think that they should be kept in water like cut flowers. Just keep them in the crisper and eat them as soon as possible. That is the goal. Whatever will not be eaten within five days should be blended or pureed, frozen in an ice cube tray, and transferred into um, airtight zip-top bags or containers kept in the freezer to add to dishes later. What about garlic and fresh ginger? I keep mine in the so-called butter compartment of my fridge. It's just more convenient that way. What about the groceries that go on the countertop? As far as produce goes, well, winter squashes like butternut and spaghetti squash can generally stay on the countertop for even several weeks. Bananas, oranges, lemons, limes can stay on the countertop for a few days. Keep them visible so you remember to eat them every day. In our family, we prefer our apples to stay cold, so we keep them refrigerated, but it's okay to keep them on the countertop for just a few days. Avocados start on the countertop because when I bring them from the store, they usually are not too ripe. If I need them to ripen faster, I snuggle them up with bananas. I think it would work with apples as well. Once they are just slightly starting to get soft, I transfer them to the crisper drawer with the thin-skinned vegetables. The same procedure goes for nectarines, peaches, apricots, you know, stone fruit. Tomatoes do stay on the countertop and they are not allowed to go more than one day beyond their ripe point. Their next storage spot is in my mouth. Cherry tomatoes tend to keep for a while at room temperature, so they just stay on the countertop a little bit longer. But again, the point is to put them in a high traffic area where you can see them and will be more tempted to just eat them. 
Let's talk about some other grocery storage methods. Some vegetables like asparagus and corn taste so much better when they are freshly harvested. So I just make a point of cooking them the same day they come home. I recommend that you do the same thing. Many sources recommend storing onions and potatoes in a cool, dark place just a little bit below room temperature if possible. Conveniently, they tend to sell some kinds of boxes where you can keep onions and potatoes. That seems like a good idea, maybe, but I live in an apartment and that's just not an option for me. I also prefer keeping my onions close at hand because I use them every day, so I don't want to have to walk to somewhere or someplace to pick them up. And I keep my onions also cold, refrigerated, because that way they do not make me cry when I chop them. I have not noticed any issues with conservation. I buy a big bag of onion and I keep them for several weeks and that hasn't been a problem. The key is to not let them freeze because that will lead them to spoil really quickly. What about produce storage boxes? While they make for appealing photos on social media and Pinterest, but I do not think that they are necessary. Monitoring my produce inventory, lining the crisper drawers with tea towels to take care of the moisture, and not buying too much is a better way for me to make it happen and to reduce food waste and uh, spoilage in my fridge. When it's time to take advantage of harvest time low prices, I sometimes buy more onions or apples than I can fit in my fridge. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm able to store them outdoors on my covered deck in a cardboard box or thick brown paper bags. They are nested right outside my patio door in a sheltered spot and they are protected from the elements. However, if the temperature is going to dip several degrees below freezing, I take them indoors for the night. Finally, as far as produce is concerned, you have to worry about the right thing. There's countless studies that have shown that people who eat more vegetables and fruit have healthier lives. Handle your food inventory with care, but you know, don't go overboard trying to store your produce perfectly. Your priority should be to actually cook and eat your greens, your cruciferous vegetables, colorful, root, and others. Let's just make time and space to cook and there won't be that much waste. Here's my fourth strategy to reduce the food waste that often happens when we don't handle our grocery haul properly. My strategy is to transfer the dry goods to jars. That's a grocery storage strategy method that takes a bit more effort to get started, but it is life-changing when it comes to preparing meals quickly. The goal is to reduce the amount of time that it takes you to choose, identify, and pour out the necessary ingredients, as well as reducing the number of messes that will inevitably happen. Your whole plant food ingredient options should be stored neatly and visible at a glance right where you need them while you are cooking, not in some distant pantry. The main benefits of this approach are that it makes cooking faster, you just open a drawer and you see the ingredients that you maybe will need at a glance. It reminds you to use the foods that really you should be eating, like whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. It also constrains the number of ingredients that you keep at any given time. If it doesn't fit in a jar that you already have, well, you're not buying it, so you get to practice substitutions as well. Finally, it increases the shelf life of your ingredients by decreasing the airflow and very importantly, the risk of a pest infestation. 
Would you like to try it? Here are some steps to follow to get there. Number one, you have to assess how much space you have in the kitchen. Reorganize your storage so that the ingredients that you use frequently could be within an arm's reach of your main food preparation area. Utensils need to be close by, but pots and pans can be a few steps away if it means making more room for food storage. Number two, identify the core dry ingredients that you use on a regular basis. Those would include grains, beans, nuts, seeds, dried fruit, and assorted bits and bobs like nutritional yeast and baking soda. There should be somewhere between 15 and 40. My own selection is based on the most used items on my list of 75 vegan pantry staples that you can see on my website, veganfamilykitchen.com. Number three, select your combination of storage containers. I love wide mouth mason jars of assorted sizes. They have the benefit of having interchangeable lids, so that makes it really easy to manage. Number four, if you already have pull-out drawers in the kitchen, lucky you. Fill them up with the jars. If you don't have pull-out drawers, that's okay. You can gather the jars in those shallow, sturdy plastic baskets that will fit inside your cabinets. So then you just need to pull out the basket and select the ingredients that you need. If you can invest some time and money in improving your kitchen, you can purchase pull-out drawer kits from home hardware store and do just a little retrofit. Number five, identify an area for reserve or overflow that will be away from your main food prep zone. That's where the food that does not fit in the jars will be stored. When a given ingredient is starting to run low, you check the overflow to see whether or not you should add it to your grocery list. Here's a zero waste tip. To find mason jars, check your local thrift stores and ask on your buy nothing group. I recommend buying new lids though, because the old lids can be a little bit suspicious. Okay. Now you can do the same thing for spices, and you can also store the overflow in a basket on a high shelfer and the same place as the rest of your overflow dry ingredients. Always check the content of the basket before buying a fresh refill from the grocery store. And that's especially important for spices because those are items that will lose their flavor over time. So you wanna use what you have first, and they can also be quite expensive. It's important to be aware of greenwashing. When researching how to store groceries, I was struck by the number of blog posts featuring, in quotes, solutions, like supposedly zero waste silicone bags and produce boxes for the fridge, always along with affiliate links to Amazon. You don't need to create more consumer plastic or glass or metal waste to avoid food waste. Just keep your grocery storage simple and keep eating your greens. And remember, the best way to avoid food waste is to actually eat the food that you buy. So learn to buy your kale and eat it too. You guessed it, there's another article about food waste on my blog. You can check it out at veganfamilykitchen.com blog. I look forward to learning about your best tips to learn how to store groceries and get better at it so we can all save time and money and cook better meals. You can always write to me at hello at veganfamilykitchen.com. And if you would like a little bit of help to get started, to have more structure and be more organized in your food management, you can go to veganfamilykitchen.com and type in your email at the top 
to receive my free five-day dinner plan, and it will give you a little bit of a feel for how I like to combine weekend batch cooking and weeknight last-minute prep to make it just easier to enjoy really good food that's always vegan every night of the week. I hope you keep on cooking, and I will see you again soon in the Vegan Family Kitchen.